Hello and welcome in to the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby, Will Rabin. We have Rivalry Weekend update. Will, how you feeling post-South Carolina game? We made Dude. it. Uh, Nick, thanks for having me on the show, man. Dude, I'm going to be honest. It's always great to come off a W against South Carolina. It doesn't matter the, it doesn't matter the record. Um, and a lot of times it doesn't matter the score because uh, – if you're on top, it don't matter. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, this week, this week it was, it was pretty sweet, man. Um, there was, there was a lot of shakeup, uh, in rivalry week. Um, a lot of crazy games, but I think Clemson, South Carolina, it's a marquee game. I know a lot of people don't really, I guess in the, in the upper echelon of, of college football, they don't really view this game as, as a, as a marquee game, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a longstanding rivalry. Um, it doesn't necessarily have postseason implications on it typically. Um, but it's a blood bowl. I mean, that's what I like to call it. Uh, and, um, there's a lot of families split down the middle. There's a lot do of, mean, do you mean the family donation? Like where they have the blood bowl, like literally like we make, see who donates the most blood. Literally, that's that's what I like to call it. Um, yeah, I don't even think people like to call it the Palmetto Bowl. It's too nice. It it literally is a blood bowl. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I just was super proud of our guys um, on Saturday. I thought I thought we we played poised um, and we took care of business when we needed to. And I think it could have been worse. I think if you if you watch the game, it could have been worse. Uh, but a thirty point a thirty point win against your rival in their house, uh, when a lot of people thought that they had the advantage. Even I mean I know we had eleven and a half point uh, favor, but I mean a lot of people thought we were we were going into an ambush, and uh, so. Uh, we went in there and we, we really controlled the game from the first snap. I mean, I know when it was 17, nothing, I looked at my brother when we were watching it together. I was like, this could get ugly like this. I knew, I knew that they were not able to, to, to move the ball at all. And, and we were kind of having our, we we're imposing our will. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it was not, it was not hard. So, um, that was fun to watch. Uh, I'll tell you it. I think we talked about it, uh, before the show, but it just, it makes, it makes the viewing experience a lot easier. You kind of get to relax a little bit and, um, you're not on the edge of your seat as, as most games were this season. So, uh, it's fun to do that to your rival for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely, with the landscape of this year for Clemson, and you've had so many tight games to recently the past couple of weeks, not just, I mean, win, but be in control, especially as early as we were in the game. I think that just showed the maturity and the growth of this team. And I think just to show, and just, and we'll get into this with the coaching carousel, but just, I've just been reminded this week of just how really how lucky we are as a program to have guys that we have in control. Like it is structured from president to AD 
to coach like to, with Dabo and then coordinators, like even when things aren't going our way, there's just, there's a system in place and you feel like it really is the program as Dabo says, but that really feels like this year, like in a down year, we end up nine and three with still a shot to win, to play in the AC championship game. And that's all you really can ask for is a shot. And yes, is that like down from what we're used to? Absolutely. You know, and we get used to that, but to shut out your rival on the road who had just won. I mean, you take the opponents as they are. You say Auburn's been struggling, and um, but they almost beat Bama. And then you take – Yeah, but Auburn's been in the top 15, like, up and down all year. I mean, and, yeah, so it, it, it's – it's you can say it with a lot of different teams, yeah. yeah. And then you take Florida, who is talented, but obviously they, they've had a lot of turmoil. So – but this is a South Carolina team that really felt like this was their year. I mean, the talk this week was – there's been a little, there was a little more trash talk this week. I felt like I was hearing around, especially even from some analysts predicting that Clemson was going to get beat, which I mean, when you look at, if you were to take a snapshot of Clemson, like earlier in the year, like which is the struggles on offense, the defense wearing down, like it being at Williams Bryce, which I never loved going there as an away team Clemson, because you feel like if they can get some, they can take advantage of that energy early. It's, it can be a longer night. But it, it, I also feel like it's like you're not super watching how this team has been evolving and growing and the leadership that's come across. I mean, because this team really was like we had on, at wide receiver, if you think about it, we had Dakari Collins, freshman, Bo Collins, freshman, Will Sweeney, former walk-on. Started last week. Started last week. Yeah, I mean, and like he had his first start last week. I mean, yeah. And obviously, like, and then we didn't even really throw that we had our tight ends, but you're missing one. Didn't even really throw to them. Basically, you knew we we knew we were going to run the ball, and they executed. And South Carolina has a very strong defensive line. Now, the other parts of their defense, you know, haven't been as strong as in the past. But this was on paper to be a year. But yeah, at that seventeen nothing mark, it really felt like we were in control. But honestly. That first drive and scoring, you have the energy going. I thought that was huge because we've been known to get off the slower starts. And that was that was huge. That Shipley touchdown, I mean, that was a thing of beauty. Oh, yeah. I mean, getting an opening drive touchdown was huge. I think huge for our momentum, huge for taking the momentum out of the crowd. Um, and – just, you know, showing, showing yourselves, Hey, we can go do this. Um, and so it it was good. It was, it was just really fun to watch. Um, and you know, talk about, they knew we were going to run the ball and they did. I mean, going into, going into Saturday, that was our strength going up against really their strength on defense. And, uh, they couldn't do anything. The fact that like we lined up and they knew it was coming and they couldn't do anything about it was just um, was also just like really fun to watch. So um, mm. and great, great to see uh, each of our running backs get a touchdown. That was cool. Um, and really each of them looked really great. Uh, but 
they they didn't know what they they didn't know what to do with Shipley. I mean, Shipley is he's he's a man, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching him for at least two more years. I don't think we'll get three of them uh, with him. No, but, I uh, think I think he's too dynamic. Yeah, he's a baller, man. You can already see it. Yeah, but like you said, that's that's what's exciting is it wasn't just like one guy. It was all you know, all three of our running backs got touchdown, but then when you have the two-headed monster of Shipley and Pace, the change of pun intended, change of pace mm-hmm. that you have going, I think it, it I mean, I'm not comparing them, but the feeling of the thunder lightning, the different with James Davis, CJ Spiller, like I don't know if I want to put that on them, but just that idea of like you can have two different types of backs. Like we haven't really seen that kind of um, use in the offense since those two guys. And that was just really fun to watch. And I don't know, it's just exciting that we have them for two more years and with a, a year for DJ and just to rest and just to process the year, I think we're going to see a much better offensive unit next year. And this offensive line got much better and over the stretch. Like that was an underrated part of this game for sure too. Oh yeah. I was just so proud of our offensive line. Um, I think we were texting throughout the game and that was just something that was really remarkable early on. Uh, we had, we had a lot of success on the ground and I was just like, man, they're playing, they're playing their butts off right now. Um, so super proud of the O-line. I thought DJ played okay. Um, you know, he had, he had a couple miscues, but, um, looked a little gimpy on his, on his legs. Uh, he, he had one, one run, I think it was like 22 yards. Um, yep. Huge run in the beginning, uh, early on in the game, to put us in position. But he just looked goofy going down the going down the field. Uh, and I felt for him. I was like, man, he should not be running. But um, dude, talk about grit, man. He did not. You know, he's hurt right now, and he's he's uh, he's still out there and, and putting himself on the line for his team. Mm-hmm. So uh, love to see that. And um, there was a couple throws. Um, wasn't thrilled about, I thought one, um, one to Bo Collins on the outside. I think Bo Collins, that was a mistake by Bo Collins. Yep. Yeah. Um, I know it's shocking. He, he turned his, he turned his head to the wrong side. Yeah. And, he wasn't there. And, yeah. and you're like, dude, come on, help your boy out. Um, and I think that was a third, that was a third and long, um, mm-hmm. that, that we, that we could have converted there. Um, and then the pick, uh, you hate to see the pick, um, deep, that deep ball to Bo Collins. Um, I felt like he could have done at that point, if it's a 50, 50, you gotta, you just gotta, you gotta start playing defense. And, uh, he didn't do a great job of contesting that throw. Um, when he knew it was, it was advantage Carolina. So, um, I think there's some growth there, but, uh, ultimately I thought, you know, when we did pass the ball, uh, when we needed to, I thought he did okay. I mean, I, mm-hmm. that's kind of the grade I'm going to give him. He didn't play good or bad. I think he just played okay. Um, and, and did so when he needed to. Um, and then yeah. how, how thankful are you for BT Potter, man? Like just so thankful to have him on your team. Oh my gosh. It, um, yeah. When you know, you don't have, you only have to get a couple first downs. And you can like at least guarantee you can get three points. You have a good chance shot for that. I mean, this is the BT Potter that that Dabo saw 
from a few years ago and he's getting like people are like you shouldn't be yelling at your kicker but he's like i see you in practice and it's like if you focus you can be this guy you can like he's capable of going to the next level like he's oh yeah good you know and so yeah it's been really cool to see him locked in because i think he's made like 11 straight too and that's been huge down the stretch to like count on that and be like okay three points like for this offense that's struggling to just guarantee yourself three points oh huge. yeah 100 percent um i feel like our defense early on i was like dude we're not they're not they're getting nothing from us today like they're going to either get a big broken play or they're going to get some help from the refs. And that's how they're going to move the ball today. Like early on, it just felt like our defense was just standing up and uh, mm-hmm. it was a party in the backfield. Um, and just, I was so, so happy for those guys, especially the seniors. Um, they're just having fun, man. And I think, you know, I, I remember, uh, our group texts, we were texting back and forth, just like, it's just a matter of time. We're going to get a pick here. And, uh, and Andrew Booth, I think we talked about it last week. We were looking to him to really get one. And um, I think we all said it. Um, Cause I said it, I didn't, I said it to my brother while we were watching it. And then a couple of texts flew through, like it looked oddly familiar uh, that pick um right near yeah. right near their end zone um and was hoping for a pick six but uh obviously didn't happen set us up for field goal but uh just fun man we we were just we we're having a, a great time um so proud of those guys for for having a great final um season or final game to our season um and defense just played really really well um and Obviously, to get the shutout against your rivals, it's a big deal, um, and that's that's defense first. Obviously, they take the primary on on that. So um, it looked it, like they were having a good time. They do, but it also shows you like how much more control this offense was too. Because in previous times against Pittsburgh and other teams, we've given up at least one like just turnover that's like in the red zone or just sets them up for at least a field goal try, and at least. The interception was you almost can treat it like a punt because it's just it's deep ball. And, you know, do I wish DJ had played better? Yeah, like I wasn't saying he was great, but he did what they asked him to do. Like he did, he was manageable. And yeah, I mean, obviously the game, yeah, the game ball, it, I don't even know. It's hard to even say you pick because it's like when you give a shutout, I mean, you almost have to get to the whole defense. But I think just I don't know. This game just also reminds me of like we're just very lucky to have a Brent Venables too, because like he had it schemed up schematically and you knew what they were going to try to do. And honestly, like it's a rivalry game. And so you want to like beat them and beat them pretty well. You almost felt a little bit bad for like Shane Beamer. Cause he didn't really feel like he had a whole lot to work with. Like, I, I think Quack said this, like when Quackabush said this, like when your best three of your best four offensive players are all running backs, like it doesn't really help you that well they're on their third string quarterback i mean and to get six wins like that's a that's a big plus side for them but for us i think the shutout was huge and i don't think they got a first down until like the second half maybe i mean i think that's right yeah it i mean there's not enough good things you can say and it's just fun to see them ball out 
like guy like Andrew Booth, like it's it's you know as I say it's the money year and things like that. But dude can play, and having him and Goodrich Margos are both vibes for the Senior Bowl. Like having both corners. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it we've had a, we've had a slew of, of of a few cornerbacks that are like that can go to the next level, and so that's just been fun to the things like that are just fun to watch and fun to see. Just guys play like they can. And like you said, like a guy like a BT Potter, you know, like it's just fun to see the guys finish the season well. And I will say this, I had a lot of respect for Beamer and the way he like handled the game. I thought he coached like, like we're a favorite or a double digit favorite at home for a team that's not playing well. Your team's not playing the way you want to, or I would say that, you know, that you've seen them play and they did try one trick play, but I mean, they didn't try to get like a cheap point or anything, especially at the end. Like I thought that was, I just had a lot of respect for him, like finishing that well, but not trying to like save face with it either. It's like, he almost like, I'd rather, I'd rather have the zero, like they earned it, but also like almost the shutout almost like stings a little bit more. Yeah. Like You, you look at that next year. Yeah, I had a ton of respect for for that coaching move. Um, I I thought, you know, to get the easy three just to save face, like that doesn't save your job. Um, like one, he's he's already bowl eligible, and they've, you know, um, it's his first year, so it's not going to save his job by any by any stretch, but. He also, I think he, he, I think he earned a lot of respect with the fans. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I hope there's not a lot of fans that that really hated him on that one. But um, no. also with his team, like, hey guys, one, it's not about me. Like, I'm not making this game about me, and like, I I don't care about that statistic. Like being the coach, they got shut out. Like, I don't care about that. I care about you guys, and let's go punch this in, into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Let's go do this. Like everyone's saying that we can't do it. And we're not going to just go get three easy points just, just to spoil the shutout. Like that's, we're not going to do that. Um, so tons of, res- ton, ton of respect for him. I think a lot of coaches don't do that. So um, I think Shane Beamer, um, decent fit there. He's a rah-rah guy, a lot like Dabo Sweeney in, in a lot of respects. Um, and yeah. I think, I don't know if he's a good fit in Columbia, but um, I think he's a good fit for college football. Uh, he may be moving on to a, another school um, in the next decade. Uh, I, I kind of see it it happening, um, but we'll see, man. You know, if he gets some 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 decent su- success there, um, he, he might be moving on. But um, dude, just just fun to beat South Carolina, man. Uh, I know there's a lot of a lot of animosity in, in the rivalry and, uh, you know, I know you're, you're in a, a household divided. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm in a household, uh, semi divided. Uh, there's a lot of Clemson in my household, but my mother went to South Carolina. So, yeah, you got to watch what you say around mama. Uh, but, uh, it's fun, fun to take little jabs. Uh, one that I'd love to get in there, uh, just a little bit. I saw this tweet, uh, on Saturday and it said, if roles were reversed and South Carolina began to beat Clemson at the same rate that Clemson is beating South Carolina, it would take 
114 years for them just to tie it. So, Nick, you and I will never see this thing get squared up. Our kids will never see this thing get squared up. And I don't even know if our grandkids will. So there's food for thought. Go Tigers. And uh, if you feel feel like you want to move on to the next subject, we can. But I just want to get that little jab in there before we moved on. I mean, it's not right for week if you don't bring up statistics like that. That's right, man. You know? And in case – and in case, um, I'm just going to say this because we said it off air. But um, SEC Network, we did see that you didn't rank us. We, we were gonna saw. let that go. We saw it. We didn't let we 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 were gonna I was gonna let that go. But when I saw that you said it was the first time Carolina's been playing a, an unranked Clemson since 2010, that felt a little pre-planned. And then we saw the seven points go off the board and we know I scored the touchdown when it's like in high school basketball and they don't add the two points and you got everyone yelling at the scorer's table. I just wanna know. I just wanna know. We want you to know that we know. That's it. We know. Oh, we know that you know that we know. Yeah. So, how the turntables turn. Yeah, you're just going to um, have to wait a little bit longer. You know? It's going to be a little bit longer before you play an unranked Clemson. It's okay. Yeah. You can hang on to that. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, okay. So, obviously, it's conference championship weekend as we're moving, moving in that. And, and you know call us selfish or whatever, but you do get used to playing in this game. And, you know, when you start making mental plans of like, Hey, listen, early December, I can't, I don't want to be like going on these long trips when we're away, but you know, it is what it is. You know, it's good. You don't get like used to just winning. Like I think actually in a funny way, it's actually good for the fan base to not be in the game because you, you just get used to it and you expect it. And to be fair, I think these are the two best teams like in the ACC right now. So, I mean, I think it's a – and it's a different matchup, which I think is huge for the league. Yeah. Um, so, I we can we can just spend a couple minutes on this. What's your feel for the game? Like, do you have a sense of, like, who's who's going to win? Are you, like, going to watch – as someone who's, like, you used to watching the game, are you going to watch the game? Are you going to not watch the game? I will absolutely watch the game. Um, absolutely. Uh, I I have mixed feelings for the game. Uh, first, uh, regarding the game, I think it's humorous that even with Clemson not in it, the story is still about Clemson. I love it, man. I love it. Because every, every like, I feel like sports news outlet is talked about how much, not how much Pitt and Wake Forest have worked to get to this game, but how much Clemson has played down this year and not made it. Um, so, Hey man, just want to get that in. Uh, I think it's humorous that even with us, not in the story, the story's still about us. So cheers. Um, the, the Clemson hater rate is, is, is very strong over at the four letter network. Um, they, they, they love to hate. Um, but anyway, the game, I'm going to, I'm going to absolutely watch it. Um, I think these two teams match up well against each other. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's two teams that are, I think fairly evenly matched. Um, I think 
both teams can score points. I go back and forth in which I think I want Wake Forest to win. Um, but I don't think that they will. I think that Pitt will win in the end. Um, I think Pitt has a better defense and, and a more established offense, a more balanced offense um, in order to go score points when they need to um, and actually get some stops when they need to. So I don't know. I keep going back and forth. Um, I think both quarterbacks are very, very effective, smart. Um, and, and I think that, that both teams are going to score points. I think it's going to be a, a high scoring game. I think it, it could be in the, in the, the high thirties, uh, low forties, um, and separated by one touchdown or less. So, um, I think one. I think one of these teams is going to get a stop when they need one, and uh, there's going to be a lot of scoring. So, I want Wake Forest to win. I don't think they will. I think Pitt's going to win. So that's kind of my feel for the game. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fun. Um, it's fun for the league to have other teams that are dominating. I think if you have, let's say, if it was Florida State, Miami. Florida State, UNC, you know, like that feels a little bit more, or I'm sorry, Florida State, even Virginia Tech, like teams like that, then it feels more like, oh, they seize back. But when it's a team that's not been as high, like a Wake Forest, and there's, you know, there's, I think there's a small school in the ACC, and you get a Pittsburgh who's in a, who's a good school, but they're in a, industrial city that like they're as a city school it doesn't feel as big like yeah i feel like the narrative is a little bit more like from a national standpoint like clemson's not in it and like all the teams that are not you know oklahoma's not in their title game ohio state's not in theirs like alabama's like not the favorite in theirs um which it, it just feels like it's a very different year but for the actual game yeah i I think when you look at the matchup, the thing that would worry me the most is the Wake Forest defense. Yeah, absolutely. For, for, for them, I think they can score. But if Pittsburgh can control the clock and if Kenny Pickett can kind of do what they did to Clemson and just, like, keep the chains going, third and six, run for a first down, like, just chew a lot of time off the clock and possess it. And Jordan Addison, their wide receiver for Pittsburgh – that dude can ball, and I'm I'm telling you, like I could see him making some big plays in this game. Kind of like you, I kind of tend to root for teams. If it can't be us, I tend to root for like our side of the matchup, unless it's Florida State. Just I mean, just the rivalry. But yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, but like it's usually us or them. So Wake Forest would be fun for them to win. Um, I wish one of them, if one of them had playoff implications, I would root for that team just for. You know, just for that, yeah. and uh, and I'm still a little mad at Pittsburgh for losing to Western Michigan. So that yeah, just get your act together, man. Why you got yeah, that, that team? Yeah, I mean that that one that one's I'm a little mad at them. I'm a little mad at UNC too. You know, you run Wake's playoff chances, and then you don't have us. So just want you to think. Just think about what you've done, UNC. <laughs> just want you to think about it when you're beating us by 15 in basketball. I have to listen mm. to you. Um, 
No, I, I, I'm the same. I think I would root. I don't know if I'll get to watch that much, but just because I'll be traveling um, anyway. But I would, yeah, root for Wake Forest. But I think Pittsburgh's just a more complete team. But I'd not be shocked if Wake wins. I think it'll be one of the closer championship games in a while. So I wouldn't be shocked, but I would just lean. I lean Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree. I, I won't be shocked because Wake Forest is a good team. And mm-hmm. uh, they can absolutely win. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think – you know, as it stands, you kind of lean, you know, if I was betting and putting my money on it, it, it would be pit um, just at a confidence level. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. We so, were close to being in it though, man. It was almost uh, a crazy weekend, but uh, yeah, it was I'm, yeah. I'm honestly, yeah. you know, it, I think it's better for the team. I think it was better for us Saturday mm-hmm. uh, to, to fully focus on South Carolina. Um for us not to have the ACC championship on the mind. So it was yeah. good. Yeah. And I think when you got a young team too, like it's good, it, it, it gives you motivation to work with next year. It's, it's, of course it's true, like for the coaches, but when you have stuff, I'm like, okay, like, listen, like don't take so-and-so as lightly or like, just don't just think cause you have Clemson or a paw on your helmet that we're just going to show up. Yeah. And we can beat everybody. Like you gotta be ready to play. And honestly, it's you got more of a target because because of that. And when you're on the road, like they want to beat you and you're gonna get the rest game. So yeah, I think it's good for the team. I, I would I, I think we could be a favor going in next year for the conference, but it, I think it's good to have a little break, honestly, even though the streak was fun while it lasted. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um so speaking of which, now it's an off week for the coaches, and we're not used to being off this week, so you know, when coaches get an opportunity, they like to go recruiting, mm-hmm. um, you know, but for other schools, you know, sometimes the season ends and it's like, okay, we're going to, it's, it's like a breakup Monday or breakup Sunday and, um, or grass is greener for other pastures. Um, so I don't know, just curious, you can get your quick thoughts on Brian Kelly and um, Lincoln Riley. And then just all the speculation with, um, a particular one of our coordinators that's been on the talks of a lot of people. But first, like what, what, I mean, what are your thoughts of like, all right. So Riley, Riley, he, that goes to show everybody. When I saw the interview, I was like, he left something on, he left something. Everyone missed it. Um, Because that, that's just a case of someone's playing chess and other other people are playing checkers. Like you just asked the wrong questions. Um, uh, I was kind of shocked though. I, I, I still was shocked that he, he went to USC. Um, I just felt like he had a really great thing going uh, at, mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. Um, just, I mean, based on his body of work there. Um, but I mean, as an outsider and even as an insider uh, of Oklahoma, what a, what a miscalculation by the athletic department, like um, just straight up. You, you got a guy who's, who's had two, two Heisman's um, and they've been to the playoff three times. And uh, so, you know, you have a guy who's, who's making it work there and uh, they join the sec and he's like, you know what? I don't think so. I don't think I want to be here around for that um so 
what a miscalculation by uh, Oklahoma's athletic department. I, you know, I was still shocked that he, that he went, uh, I figured he'd stick around. Um, just based on, you know, the upside of, of Oklahoma and, and their recruiting and what was coming there. And oh, yeah. I, still, I still thought they could compete. Um, Brian Kelly, I think, I think LSU made an excellent hire. I think that's a, that's a great hire. Um, I know I'm not Brian Kelly's biggest fan, uh, just cause he goes, he's, he's the face of Notre Dame in my head. Um, and I don't love Notre Dame, but, uh, I think it's a great hire. I think he's going to go in and, and actually reform, uh, a lot of things that are broken, uh, at, at LSU. And I think he's one of the guys that can go do it. Um, I thought the way he exited Notre Dame was not the best. Uh, I think it's a great hire by LSU, but I, I thought he, he didn't handle his exit very well. Um, I think yeah. you stick around because uh, Notre Dame actually, actually has a chance uh, to be in the playoff given some chaos ensues. So uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't love that he, he exited in the way he did. Um, and then since Lincoln Riley has, has left, uh, there's an open spot with Oklahoma and every time Oklahoma has this rumor weed, uh, surrounding their, their football program, uh, our defensive coordinator coach, coach Venables always gets thrown in there. And, uh, so, uh, we're, we are not surprised by this, um, because it happens almost every few years. Um, but, uh, I don't think he's going to go um, just based on, you know, former comments uh, and the fact that his, his boy's still on the team. I think we get two more years um, with coach Venables and I do see coach Elliott and coach Venables eventually leaving. I think that is absolutely a certainty. Uh, it's just a matter of when and uh, i I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, if something happened this year, but uh, I do think we have a little bit more time, just a little bit, not, not much, but um, no, I, I don't think he's uh, going anywhere this year. Now I, I think um, Andrews with so much talent there. I think he's just one of those guys too, where she, he just gets so focused on the team. He's like, like think of the guys he's got there. I mean, he's got Brzee and Miles Murphy and, and Makuba, I, I I have a feeling he just loves a guy like Makuba, who's just good, a safety who plays hard. Like just that'd be fun to coach. And and then yeah, I'll, I'll make some comments on the other hires too. Um, but I think it's just a good reminder for people that being a head coach is different than being a coordinator. A coordinator is obviously like you're focused on your side of the ball, but then a head coach is a lot more CEO and a lot more organizational. And you have to have your hand in all these different pots. Whereas like a coordinator, you get to like focus in and, you know, some, a lot of guys, like they want to desire and, and, and go and, and get to be controlled and, and set the vision they want. And that's great. And then I think it's okay if there's some guys like Abad Foster, who's just like, I know what I want to do and this is it. I don't want to go anywhere. And I think that's okay. You know, and I have respect for guys who, who want and are passionate about getting their hands on and doing it that way too. So I, I think you have to 
this is one of the jobs that I could see Venables leaving for. Venables is not leaving just for any type of job, but I mean, Oklahoma and he's from that area too. I mean, that would be, that would be there, but I mean, they were kind of also ready to get rid of him too at the time. So it was just, it was kind of like time for a change. So I, I I just think it was funny all this stuff about like, I think it's just also a good reminder of like what we see on social media or what gets, you just have to know the source of what's getting reported because it's like, he's going to be announced as the next head coach. And it's like, he's at, you know, the local girls high school game in my, my backyard Yeah, at, at his girls, like at his girls game. So I, I but I, I think out of the two, I think Elliot is more poised to leave sooner just because I think he's fit for that. And, and to me, it's like, not that Venables can't, it's just like, like you said, I have not seen any desire of his to become a head coach, but he's definitely capable. It's just like, what does he want? You know, kind of thing. And he's getting well compensated too. So yeah, I agree with all you said. I think both, both Riley and, you know, Riley and um, Brian Kelly, they surprised me because of, you just don't leave schools like Oklahoma and Notre Dame. You leave for those schools. And I think it just, it had a lot of relationship kind of feel to it. It's like funny describing to my wife. It's just like a lot of like, you know, like flirting with another school. And then just like, like I didn't talk to them at all. And then like, so you're saying you did a whole, you did a whole thing and you're just ready to move to, to Southern Cal over zoom. You didn't, you didn't do any kind of talking beforehand. That's right. Um, I, I I think Lincoln Riley is just one of those guys who just like, he knows what he wants. And um, he just, he, but I also do believe that it probably was some like, he was just like, I know what I want and this sounds good. And I'm good. Like, he's just, I'm going for it. And I mean, his perks are pretty great too, but I agree. I think it's huge with the SEC. Uh, that would be a huge part of it too. And um, depends on how that kind of move went down. Was he communication with it? And, you know, and there's just so much uncertainty with that upcoming. The Notre Dame one really surprised me too because Brian Kelly like has had these opportunities to be in the playoff. But I mean, like you said, I've heard some stuff about like how you don't have to worry about academics as much and you're in a conference and you get the extra data point and, you know, we'll see. I I will say this. You no, know, I mean, like at Notre Dame, I feel like you have, you almost have a better shot. I don't know. It kind of goes back and forth. Like, like at Notre Dame, it's not as a competitive path to the playoff um, as it would be at LSU. But like at LSU, you're in a conference. You can you can almost eat a loss mm-hmm. as long as you win your conference and still get in. So I don't know. Go yeah, back and forth. Yeah. yeah, I know too. And I, I think just that was the – the thing is there are built-in wins and there's a perception thing too, of like an SEC school. Like, I mean, there just is with the playoff and he wants to win. I mean, that's just, that's just his priority. And so I think that was very um, interesting. That move. Um, yeah. The whole way he left, I didn't love that. Cause it's like, I'm leaving. And by the way, we have a 7 a.m. meeting and it's like, yeah. I saw that funny text was, or tweet was like, can there at least be like a Chick-fil-A biscuit or something? Like you're having me come at like 7 a.m. Yeah. And the meeting lasted like two, three minutes. And I was like, Okay. Um, yeah. But I think the big thing that's interesting is we have some people following Riley to SC, and then you don't have anyone following Brian Kelly right now to LSU. And so that was just, that was, 
you can't, it's not like everything, everything, but it's just interesting, you know? It's notable. Yeah. Like it's not just like, Oh, like you definitely want to keep your eye on that. So a lot of coaching stuff still to happen. I feel like for a few days, it was like, you had to like pay attention because something else was about to go down. But yeah, I'm, yeah. Like I said before, I'm just thankful for the program and being a fan where like from top down, I feel like everyone really is trying to do the best they can. And like the support of like a guy like a Jeff Scott, like going to like USF and like, you know, now I tune into USF and want to see him do well. You know, I just feel like it's it's like a way you're leaving and like building one another up and giving people opportunities. Yeah. I mean, I know this is like a Clemson based podcast and we're Clemson fans, but I think I'm just proud of the way like we really, no one's perfect, but trying to handle in a way of like being above reproach, being communication and like trying to lift one another up for that. I think that's huge. And it speaks volumes because there's just a lot of um, with all the money and stuff being thrown around, there's a lot of moving parts and it's going to keep moving. Like I know we're surprised by these moves, but there's me more coming. And it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you like build in culture? Well, but then how do you leave it like better than, than when, than when you got there too. Speaks a lot. Oh yeah. Yourself. I mean, as a Clemson fan, you sit back on a weekend like this with all the drama and you're like, man, how thankful are we for, mm-hmm. uh, one, our coach, our, our head coach, uh, building a culture, building uh, this coaching staff in a way that is not uh, driven by money and, and fame and self-serving. And um, so those are the things that, that, uh, that make life a whole lot better is family. And, and that's what we call it at Clemson. And so that's what you can be really proud of. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, man, um, thank you. Yeah. One last on. Yeah. 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 No, sorry. All right. So, um, I know that we're going to find out in about a week or a less than a yes. week actually. Yes. 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 Um, the bowls. Bowls. Yes. Who do you want to play in a bowl? And then who do you think they will end up matching us up with? And then I'll, yes. I'll answer mine. No, no, no. That's great. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I meant to bring that up too. <sighs> It's always fun to play in SEC school just because just because of that. Um but like I've heard I've heard the Gator Bowl. I kind of lean that way. I would want to be in the Gator Bowl just because that would be so much fun. And that still is a prominent bowl. I've heard of the holiday bowl out in California. That'd be a little bit harder to get to get hyped up for. Um and it just feels a little bit weird doing doing that like with the, with the West coast game um, and just want to see some fans in Florida. I would love to see, I've heard of, I've heard of the Tennessee. I kind of lean towards Tennessee because I've heard that a lot with how about that with the Gator bowl. I've heard like, of like an Arkansas, um, someone like that could be fun too. I originally heard a little bit of belt bowl, but I think maybe not that as much. I've heard, I've heard a little bit like on, I know on um, one of five, five, they were breaking it down a little bit more and they're talking about like that could be South Carolina, North Carolina or someone like that, um, which could also be fun. But I lean towards, I lean towards wanting to play in Florida. I've heard the cheese bowl. That'd just be kind of fun. That just feels like one of those bowls, in like NCAA football that you're like, Oh, I got that trophy. You got the cheese bowl trophy and all of our social media would like, 
really fun with that. But I kind of lean, I kind of lean Tennessee. I think that would be, that that would be fun. That's who you would want to play. Yeah. Or you think like, okay. I I kind of lean, I kind of lean. I I would want to play Tennessee, and I think we'll play Arkansas. Yeah. In the Gator Bowl. Yeah, I think um, I think it'll end up being the Gator Bowl. I, I've heard. I also heard the Belk Bowl. I think that's probably a lower tier um, mm-hmm. bowl. I don't think that they'll invite us to that one. But um, I think the Gator Bowl would be really good for us. We have a lot of history there. Um, I I was thinking potentially um, the two teams in my head were Arkansas and A and M. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll, they'll select us with A&M just cause we, we played them recently, maybe, um, yeah. Arkansas would be cool. Uh, just cause I, I, I don't know the last time we played Arkansas. Um, so, uh, that would be kind of cool. Um, but I also would love to play kind of like a team that we've never played before, or at least like it's been decades. Um, I don't know if they do it, but like Utah's on there, um, BYU is one of those teams that you're like, uh, that'd be kind of cool to play them. Um, so, uh, in my mind, I think that they match Clemson up with an SEC team, probably, probably Arkansas. Um, that's not who I want to play. Uh, I'd like to play like Utah, um, or, or BYU on one of those teams. That would be, Mm. that would be cool to me. Um, but we probably have to be in a different bowl. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, that's just who I want. You know, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. I think if we're like every bowl season, we kind of, we end up playing sec teams, which is great. It's great for us. Cause we have a great record against sec teams. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and for the bowl, uh, it's, it's very profitable because uh, Clemson fan base and, and, most of the SEC fan bases travel really well. So we'll see. But I, yeah. I, anyway, I think that'd be kind of cool to play. No, uh, we never played before. I like it. Yeah. No, I agree too. That'd, that'd be pretty fun. And plus, I always like when you have like, we're very distinguished. This is just a little thing, but like, we'll end on this. Like, Clemson's a very distinguished color scheme, you know? And to see you with like a very different color scheme when you have like a BYU and they're all blues or like, Utah has a very bright red like it's kind of fun to see like some traditional just like color schemes that are just very different it makes just for an aesthetically pleasing kind of look to the game too so that'd be fun yeah but I'll you know what I I just want those 10 wins like that's what I want right now I want the street to go that that's that's honestly what I want but wouldn't be mad at a, a a North Carolina South Carolina bowl matchup that just feels right to me it does feel right. And they they start the season there sometimes and just let them end the season right there. And yeah. that that'd be a very that'd be a very interesting matchup for the Duke Mayo Bowl. Oh yeah. That just feels feels chaotic in all the best ways. So man, thank you. Well, I'm sure we'll have you on again soon, talk some more football as we head towards bowl season and off season stuff. But thank you so much for being on. And so Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. As always, it's a lot of fun. It's super easy to be on here and talk about Clemson football and uh, college football in general, but uh, yeah, a lot more fun in in, uh, in the company of friends. So um, 
Go Tigers. Always great to beat the Gamecocks and keep that streak alive. Uh, I hope we hang 10 on them, man. And I, I think we will. I think the talent gap is is very evident at this point. So, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I'll take it one one year at a time because I was I was a part of the when we were they had five in a row and that was that was not fun so I'm just gonna enjoy it while I can. Oh yeah, and isn't that for real? Switch. It, so. it can switch in a heartbeat. So, well, man, yeah, thank you and thanks for listening, guys. Remember to like, subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, share it with friends that are also Clemson fans and just have an itch for for some more Clemson news. Friends talking about sports. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening, and we are signing off.